Hello and welcome to the second episode of Vision, Culture, and Policy. Today, we'll dive into the fascinating world of arts and culture in Saudi Arabia, both before and after the Sahwa, or Awakening Movement, and how Vision 2030 came into play and changed the rules of the game. As we explore this topic, we'll take a closer look at how the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia began managing its cultural scene, and the significant role that culture played in shaping the lives of Saudi citizens. From museums and art galleries to music and theater, we'll uncover the dynamic changes that have taken place over the years. In the previous episode, we delved into the unfortunate turn of events that led to the Islamic awakening phenomenon. In this episode, we'll be exploring the intriguing art scene that existed before and after the awakening, from its emergence to its management and ultimately its stagnation due to the awakening and its bitter consequences. We'll be taking a closer look at all the twists and turns of this captivating story. Saudi Arabia has a rich history of valuing art and intellectualism. Artists were highly appreciated and held in the same regard as intellectuals, such as poets and writers. These creative minds were seen as powerful influencers of their time possessing a wealth of knowledge that could benefit their society. With their unique perspectives and skills, artists and intellectuals held prominent positions and contributed greatly to the cultural fabric of Saudi Arabia. There was what was known as cultural salons filled with lively cultural discussions and seminars that were held weekly. These societal efforts dedicated to exploring peaceful and thought-provoking cultural ideas and provided a platform for attendees to engage in lively debates about the current state of affairs in their homeland and in the Arab nation. But these weren't just any ordinary gatherings. They were carefully curated events that brought together a diverse group of specialists. From leading scientists to literary figures to top economists, these gatherings attracted some of the brightest and most influential minds in the country. They were a hub of intellectual simulation and served as a melting pot of ideas and perspectives. It was the perfect place to broaden one's horizon. Engaging in meaningful discussions and connecting with like-minded individuals who shared a passion for culture and intellectual discourse. When it comes to the management of culture from an administrative perspective, in the vibrant history of Saudi Arabia, a pivotal moment occurred in 1974. When the Council of Ministers established the General Presidency for Youth Welfare, this groundbreaking initiative took charge of managing cultural and sports activities for the youth, leaving an indelible mark on the nation's cultural landscape. As literary clubs flourished and the Saudi Arabian Society of Arts gained recognition, culture thrived under the unwavering support of the Ministry of Education, who went above and beyond to ensure its promotion. This commitment was evident in the inclusion of music classes in schools, where budding talents were nurtured, and the establishment of vibrant theater clubs in universities, where aspiring performers could unleash their creativity. A new era began to unfold. However, as time passed, the momentum of progress began to wane under the latter half of the subsequent three decades, due to the Sahwa taking the country by storm at breakneck speed. Intellectuals and cultural enthusiasts yearned for a more robust administrative approach, one that would grant culture the independence it deserved. Their impassioned demand for a dedicated ministry, higher council, general authority, resonated throughout the country. In a momentous response, the Council of Ministers heeded their call 
in 2003. Transferring the reins of cultural administration to the Ministry of Media, later rebranded as the Ministry of Culture and Media, this transformative move marked a turning point in the nation's cultural landscape. By 2018, the Ministry of Culture had evolved into a fully-fledged autonomous governmental entity, housing all aspects of cultural expression within its walls. Within this thriving institution, a tapestry of creative endeavors awaits to be discovered. With 11 commissions and 16 sectors dedicated to nurturing and showcasing Saudi culture, it stands as a vibrant hub of innovation and artistic ingenuity. From literature to visual arts to music and theater, the Ministry of Culture has become the beating heart of a nation's cultural identity. Despite being established only in 2018, the Ministry of Culture in Saudi Arabia has witnessed a flourishing art scene thanks to the collaborative efforts of various independent initiatives. Art Jamil and Ethra are just a few examples of foundations and institutions that have played a crucial role in nurturing art and culture in the country. For the uh, Vision 2030, the establishment of the Ministry of Culture was really a blueprint for all the cultural practitioners and leaders uh, in the country. Uh, before that, it was individual, mostly private sector effort. I was in the past formerly in the private sector. I used to really, with me of course and my team, we used to do a lot of digging and uh, research about what is happening globally as well as regionally and locally and we just see what were the gaps in the market and in the scenes and we were trying to fill, fill them and even worked um, in really supporting and promoting the artists and the art scene in the country, in Saudi Arabia. And we did that also by really developing programs from exhibition to residencies to art commissioning to, to really a lot. We, we covered and I covered the visual art scene as well as the traditional arts and craft. So I used to work with a lot of artisans, a lot of actually tutors that can actually teach these, and um, I would call them SMEs, to be honest. And because it was really from the private sector, so in terms of funding, we really struggled. So we always looked for funding from some of the public sector authority that actually can support us. But obviously it wasn't, I would say, the focus of the public sector. It wasn't about our and culture, so that's why. With both government-backed and private organizations working hand-in-hand, there is a renowned focus on promoting cultural enrichment and fostering a vibrant artistic community in Saudi Arabia. One way cultural preservation and development are exhibited in Saudi Arabia is through the cultural heritage sites it houses. Saudi Arabia boasts six captivating UNESCO World Heritage Sites that are rich in history and cultural significance. These sites include Madan Saleh Al-Ula, Al-Tarif District Dir'iya, Historical Jeddah Al-Balad, Al-Hasa Oasis Al-Hasa, Rock Art in Hayal, and Hima Cultural Area in Najran. Some of these sites are fortunate to have independent commissions dedicated to their preservation and development. For instance, there is Dir'iya Gate Development Authority and the Royal Commission of Al-Ula. 
These commissions not only play a crucial role in safeguarding these sites, but also maintain a direct communication with UNESCO. The responsibilities go beyond preservation and protection. They extend to creating engaging museums and cultural programs that are unique to each site. I will give an example on Dir'iyya as it holds a special place to my heart. It holds immense historical significance, being the first home for the Al-Saud family and the birthplace of their remarkable journey. Its strategic geographical location and vast area offer abundant potential to develop hospitality projects and facilities that align with the core principles of Vision 2030. These commissions have carefully selected these sites based on their untapped potential and ability to attract tourists. By nurturing and expanding these sites, they contribute to the overall growth and development of the tourism industry. There are also other government-led initiatives, like Dereya Benali Foundation, which is a catalyst for global dialogue between the growing diverse art communities in Saudi Arabia and across the world, which is under the Ministry of Culture. And we also have Riyadh Art, which is under the Royal Commission of Riyadh City that aims to beautify the city of Riyadh. In the realm of institutions and commissions, there can sometimes be a sense of redundancy and repetition. Let's take a closer look at the film industry, for example. Not only does the Ministry of Culture provide support to Saudi artists and films, but they also play a vital role in organizing and funding film festivals, like Red Sea Film Festival and the Saudi Film Festival. These festivals, in turn, offer valuable support and resources to filmmakers. Now, you might think, isn't that a lot of support for just one sector? Well, it's important to consider the high demand and the need for equal opportunities. By focusing their efforts on a specific sector, they can give it the attention and resources it deserves. Ultimately, expediting the progress, instead of taking 15 years to achieve a goal, they could potentially accomplish it in just four to five years. Saudi Arabia is currently undergoing a transformative phase where they are exploring and testing all the cultural field has to offer. This kind of branching out is relatively new to the country, but it's not like all the institutions and commissions with similar scopes are disconnected. Most government-led entities and institutions share a clear cultural mandate and work in alignment with each other, additionally having a board member from the Ministry of Culture to ensure the efforts are coordinated and harmonized. This new phase in Saudi Arabia's cultural development is an exciting time for the country. By strategically focusing their support and resources, they are paving the way for rapid progress and the achievement in various cultural sectors. There's a quote that I feel like depicts what is happening in Saudi Arabia's current cultural state. There are decades where nothing happens, and there are weeks where decades happen. In the last six years, artists, cultural practitioners, and art enthusiasts have experienced a whirlwind of changes, thanks to the government's support and collaboration with institutions and foundations which have alleviated some of the burdens previously shouldered by the private sector. This collaboration has breathed a new life into the country's cultural and art scene, causing it to pulsate with excitement. In a time when artists are finally granted the freedom to express themselves, it becomes crucial to shed light on the pressing matter of censorship and explore the realm of controversial topics within the Saudi climate. What are the favorite subjects that ignite creativity and which subjects do artists tend to avoid due to government support? I looked no further for an expert to answer this question than a Saudi artist who has not only experienced part of the Sahwa era, 
but also witnessed its gradual decline firsthand. you about um, since you have been empowered in the arts and culture field and liberated in a way in terms of creating art has there been any sort of censorship from the government towards certain art pieces certain topics that you wouldn't want to uh, controversial topics that you wouldn't want to touch upon so you don't want to get in trouble let's say well basically Sabah it depends First of all, this depends on the artists themselves. What are your topics? It's not like there is something for me personally or my work um, could actually come to these areas. Or If we are talking about censorship, we definitely can, can talk about politics or to talk about, um, let's say, figurative maybe artwork in a sense. But... That is not, th- these are not the, like the topics that I do c- like cover or work around. But it's, it's, I always get this question, or not always, but it's not about this. It's about how much the people are, are really empowered to, to work on many different things that maybe the political, alhamdulillah, we don't even have, I don't think we have these issues to even got them to discuss about like political or like maybe in a sense, seven or ten years ago when, when people got something to talk about the women's rights or, or women uh, uh, like issues and rights. At that time, yeah, maybe we, there was a few artworks discussing that or maybe sahwa or uh, uh, Islamist stuff. But even now, now, now I also think when I, when I discuss these things to, with my friends, and I'm like, the challenge is now for the artist is actually when we run out of, of things, to, of social aspect that might need at that time to talk about, what are you going to talk about next? What are the real social or uh, elements that you want to actually bring to the table? So yeah, I, I think uh, this is how it's been.